The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There's No Waiting, episode number 720, Mayberry Days 2022 Qualifying Round Trivia. Oh, that's going to be good. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at Weaver's Department Store. It's wintertime. Maybe you want to drop by and get you some Miracle Salve. That's right. You can get some Miracle Salve of your very own. Head over there and check it out. While you're there, you might want to check out More Than a Fun Girl from Mount Pilot. That is a book by Gene Carson, and it's very rare. Weavers has a short supply of them, so go over and check it out at Weavers. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners like you. The executive producer of episode number 720 is Mark Copeland. And the I want to say a thank you, so we're getting a thank you to the patrons at Patreon, uh, the patron of the week. Uh, there's two of them this week for two thousand for episode number 720. It's Billy Lennox and Greg Barnett. So thank them and thank you. So uh, it's great to be here in Mayberry. And uh, just this week, just this week, I had an email or a Facebook message or some other kind of message that I cannot seem to find to be able to thank who it was. Uh, eventually I will, but I, I can't find it today. Uh, so if you're listening tonight... You deserve credit, but I can't remember who it was that told me. They asked. I had a question. They said, uh, when are, where could you point me to the uh, episodes with you where you cover the trivia contest from Mayberry Days from 2022? And I said, oh, yeah, that'll be easy. I started looking. And I went, oh, my goodness. I haven't done it. So we're going to rectify that beginning tonight. So tonight's going to be it's the Mayberry Days Trivia 2022 qualifying round that's what we're going to be doing and so this is this is the round of trivia that you do at mayberry days to qualify to be in the finals along with all the past champions and the youth trivia and all that stuff there are 10 slots you're competing for well there are 10 slots and those slots are filled by past champions whoever is there and wants to play they automatically get a seat and then Hopefully the youth trivia perhaps gets a seat and then you qualify. Usually there's three or four seats available for people from the qualifying round. So that's what this is. So that's what we're going to be doing in this episode is playing the trivia from Mayberry Days. Uh, now this is, again, this is the qualifying round. So we've still got to do the, the finals. There's two rounds of the finals and then the final question. So we're going to do that. And then after we get through with that, we're going to hear from Randy Turner. Okay, so this is going to be a lot. There's a lot going on tonight. So uh, just hang, jump in where you can and hang on because we're going to be having some fun. All right, so if you guys are ready, I'm going to get a little background music for us going here for our trivia, as I do always. And I always play this song by the VW Boys just a little bit in the background. That's Mockingbird, if you don't know what that is. 
But ladies and gentlemen, we are heading into Maybe Today's Trivia 2022, the qualifying round, or in this case, we would say maybe preliminary round. So if you are ready, here is question number one. Question number one. The Carters and the Wakefields have been feuding for more than how many years? The Carters and the Wakefields have been feuding for more than how many years? Okay, so I'm not going to go and belabor these very much. Uh, Basically, you can pause if you don't want to know the answer, but here comes the answer. The Carters and the Wakefields have been feuding for how many years? The answer is 87. 87 years. And that's from season one, episode number eight. So if you want to go look and confirm, that's the that's how you can do it. Question number two of the preliminary round, just to get a seat, just to get a seat. Here's the f- question number two. Otis trips as he leaves his cell, and Barney insists he fill out an accidental injury occurring on county property form. This leads Otis to lawyer Neil Bentley, who urges the county to settle with Otis for what amount of money? Woo, that's a long question. Going to read it one more time and then give you the answer. Otis trips as he leaves his cell, and Barney insists that he fills out an accidental injury occurring on county property form. This leads Otis to lawyer Neil Bentley, who urges the county to settle with Otis for what amount of money? So what amount of money was it? Okay. All right, you can pause if you want to wait, but the answer is $5,000. Folks in the chat room are getting it right. That's from season five, episode number 15. Season five, episode 15. That was question number two. Question number three. What student does Opie claim gets good grades because they are Miss Crump's pet? What student does Opie claim gets good grades because they're Miss Crump's pets? And if you're watching the video, you can see that gets is not spelled correctly. There's an apostrophe, but (laughs) I'm going to blame the optical scanner that scanned in the questions. Last time I'm going to read them, I'll give you the answer. What student does Opie claim gets good grades because they are Miss Crump's pet? The answer is... Bobby Tyler, Bobby Tyler, Barbie, not Bobby, Barbie Tyler, and that's from season four, episode number eight, so you can go and check the answers and be sure they're right, so it's Barbie Tyler, Barbie Tyler, let's see, I'm looking in the chat room to see if folks are getting it, I'm not seeing, now the way this works at Mayberry Days is you get a little sticker like a little little sticker that you can stick on your thing, and then whoever has the most stickers, that's who ends up being the winners. All right, so question number four. Where did Arnold Winkler's family live before moving to Mayberry? Where did Arnold Winkler's family live before moving to Mayberry? Hmm. Okay, last read, and then I'll give you the answer. Where did Arnold Winkler's family live before moving to Mayberry? The answer 
Pause if you don't hear it. The answer is Raleigh. Lived in Raleigh. That's from season three, episode number 21. You can go figure out what that is, but that's <laughs> that's it. That's uh, Opie and the Spool Kid, I do believe. Uh, all right. Number five. Number five. Folks in the chat room didn't put, doing pretty good. Keep up your answers. There's been four so far. How did you done? Number five. Dud Wash served how many years in the Army? Dud Wash served how many years in the Army? The answer to how many years did Dud serve in the Army is three years. Three years. That's from Season 3, Episode number 25. Okay? There you go. The Darlings are coming, I do believe is the name of it. I'm not going to give you the name of the episode and everyone because I'm sure I'm not going to remember. Uh, all right. Number six. Number six. Floyd Lawson owns a shaggy dog. Name this dog. Floyd Lawson owns a shaggy dog. <laughs> Name this dog. Yeah. So Floyd Lawson owns a shaggy dog. What is the dog's name? The answer is Sam. His name is Sam. That's from season two, episode number 18. Number 18. All right. So, folks, I think there's only about 16 questions. I can't remember. You'd think I would remember, but I don't. <laughs> so we're on number six. Number seven. Number seven. Ben Sewell is a farmer and a moonshiner. What main crop does Ben grow as a farmer? Ben Sewell is a farmer and a moonshiner. What main crop does Ben grow as a farmer? Andy? Barney? I thought y'all was the law. I thought you was the law. That's it, isn't it? All right. I'll read it last time and give you the answer. Ben Sewell is a farmer and a moonshiner. What main crop does Ben grow as a farmer? The episode is, uh, well, the answer is potatoes is the answer. And there's an apostrophe there as well in this. It's wrong. Don't test me. <laughs> potatoes is the answer. It's from season one, episode number 17. So Ben's, Ben's main crop was potatoes. Potatoes. I wonder if he, maybe he is making potato whiskey. I don't know. All right. Number eight. Number eight. Gomer says his cousin Goober once got lost in a cave while chasing a what? Gomer says his cousin Goober once got lost in a cave while chasing what? Okay. Last time, Gomer says his cousin Goober is ugly, but he ain't stupid. Uh, but he once got lost in a cave while catching what? The answer <laughs> is a skunk. He was chasing a skunk. I see uh, Cody got it right in the chat room. Good job. Skunk, that's from season four, episode number 13. Okay, number nine. Number nine. How you guys doing? How you doing in here? The chat rooms, Morris the cat was not the correct answer. I see that in our chat room. <laughs> Number nine. Who was Mayberry's potato queen? 
Who is the Mayberry Potato Queen? Hmm. Who is the Mayberry Potato Queen? The answer is Sharon Dobbins. Sharon Dobbins was the Potato Queen in Mayberry, and that was from Season 6, Episode number 11. Okay. Here we go. I don't see anybody jumping on that one in the chat room either. All right. Next next is number 10. We're up to number 10. How old is Andalina when the Darlins brought her in to show Andy and Barney? How old was Andalina when the Darlins brought her in to show her to Andy and Barney? Okay, ooh, these are hard. See, I told you this is a lot harder than our normal trivia. A little bit harder. I'm not even sure I have any idea on this one. And I, I wrote these down just a few days ago, and I, I, I can't even. All right, last time. Here we go. How old was Andalina when the Darlings brought her in to show her to Andy? The answer is three months. Uh, folks in the chat room were trying for six months, but it was three months. That's from season five, episode number 12. Pa, I don't want to marry her. <laughs> All right. Number 11. Number 11. Opie's friend says, no one can hit Whitey Ford's blank pitch. Name the pitch. Fill in the blank there. Opie's friend says no one can hit Whitey Ford's blank pitch. <laughs> Name that pitch. What's the blank? Fill in the blank. Opie's friend says no one can hit Whitey Ford's blank pitch. Name the pitch. The pitch is, you can pause again if you don't want to know the answer, but the answer is his dipsy doodle pitch. No one can hit Whitey Ford's dipsy doodle pitch. That's from season four, episode number two. You can go and watch the episode and study. Because <laughs> I don't know if anybody, nobody in the chat room is getting it right, don't see. Uh, well, Mike Creech may have gotten it right. Maybe they're just behind me a little bit. All right. Number 12. Number 12. Elizabeth Crowley, a magazine reporter is going 70 miles an hour in a Mayberry 45-mile-per-hour zone. Where is Miss Crowley from? Hmm. So Elizabeth Crowley, a magazine reporter, is going 70 miles an hour in a Mayberry 45-mile-an-hour zone. Where is Miss Crowley from? Gosh, man, these are hard. And we haven't even gotten to the finals. They'll be even worse. They'll be even worse. All right. Last read, and I'll give you the answer. Elizabeth Crowley is going 70 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone in Mayberry. Where is she from? The answer is Washington, D.C. And, yes, folks in the chat room are getting that one right. That's good. She's from Washington, D.C. That's season two. And it's not episode number 35, so I don't know what episode number it is. But uh, that's who it is. Uh, so it's Andy and the Woman Speeder. You can look that one up. But that is the episode number. Uh, but 35 is not right. 
So it may be episode number 35, but it's not of season two. It may be the 35th episode, period. All right, next up is the number 13, the unlucky question. Here we go. Number 13, Ralph Neal, an escapee from the state penitentiary, penitentiary, the prison, (laughs) is being pursued in the Mayberry area. What are Neil's height and weight? Ralph Neil, an escapee from the state penitentiary, is being pursued in the Mayberry area. What are Neil's height and weight? Oh my goodness. All right, last read, and you can go ahead and give your answer. I see people trying to give answers in the chat room, so they may be right. Ralph Neal, an escapee from the state penitentiary, is being pursued in the Mayberry area. What are Neal's height and his weight? The answer is he's 5'11", 165. Oh, Opie's charity in the chat room got so close. He was 5'10", 165. So close. But it was 5'11", and 165 pounds. That's from season five, episode number one. So you can go and check that out and uh, confirm. All right, number 14. Number 14. Which one of Andy's cousins was a wiper on an oil tanker? Which one of Andy's cousins was a wiper on an oil tanker? Golly, these are hard. <laughs> so don't feel bad you're getting them wrong. <laughs> All right. Which one of Andy's cousins was a wiper on an oil tanker? The answer is his cousin Todd. That's from season five, episode number three. And South Carolina Cody got it in the chat room. Good job. Opie's charity. Yeah, several people are getting it. Good job. All right, number 15. I think we're real close to the end here. Number 15. Who was Andy and Barney's fourth grade teacher? Who was Andy and Barney's fourth grade teacher? Oh, man. Like I said, I just did this, and I don't even remember. All right, final read, and then the answer. Who was Andy's fourth grade teacher? Andy and Barney's fourth grade teacher. The answer is Miss Moran. Miss Moran was their fourth grade teacher. That's from season four. Episode number 14. Season 4, episode 14. It's not Mrs. Van Van Roder. Van Roder. (laughs) All right. Number 16. I think this is the last question. Number 16. Who does Opie say could hit Whitey Ford's dipsy doodle pitch? Okay, so we had a question earlier about nobody could hit it. Who does Opie say could hit Whitey Ford's dipsy doodle pitch? So if you watched that episode, since I told you the episode number, now you'll know the answer. (laughs) You'd have to pause for a while. Final read here. Who does Opie say could hit Whitey Ford's dipsy doodle pitch? Mm. The answer for number 16 is Mickey Mantle. Folks in the chat room, I see him getting that right. Mickey Mantle, that's from Season 4, Episode 2, 
as was the last one. And folks, that is all of the questions from the preliminary round, the uh, qualifying rounds of the Mayberry Days trivia. All right. So how did you do? How did you do? All right. I hope you did well. I hope uh, at least you might have had some fun. And if not, you're learning some stuff. Now, you can listen to the episode. You can go back and watch those uh, episodes we talked about and look at those and try to find the answers and make sure that they weren't telling that I didn't tell you wrong because I did have some uh, punctuation errors and stuff in the questions. So it's possible. That these are wrong, but I will. I do want to thank my friend Ken Junkin from the Hardy Eight Men and Beautiful Delicate Women chapter. He's also Otis. Uh, he is the one who comes up with these trivia questions every year. And I want to thank Weaver's Department Store for sponsoring the Mayberry Days Trivia Championships. So we appreciate them. Uh, Weaver's actually purchased the devices that we use to make them buzz in and all that kind of stuff. So they did that for us. So um, that's it. So how did you do? We had 16 questions. I see folks in the chat room got four out of 16, six out of 16. I don't remember. Let's see if I have it written down. I don't have the scorecard in front of me. Uh, There's the winner of these rounds usually get uh, about 12 to 13. If there's 16 questions, they're going to, they're, they're, it's, uh, it's very rare. They get them all. Uh, You might have one or two that get 16. But uh, that's it. So, so if you enjoyed that, well, you'll be able, you're going to enjoy next week's episode as we go into the finals of the Mayberry Days Trivia Championship as well. So, definitely uh, set set your uh, it's not DVRs. Set whatever it is you set. Subscribe to the podcast. That's that's it. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Either uh, you know you can either do it on. Um, uh, uh, what am I saying? iTunes, you can get an audio version or you can do the, uh, you can do the YouTube versions as well. So like, and subscribe on YouTube and all that. And ma- that way you'll be sure not to miss next week's episode. Okay. All right. So now that there, we've run through that and you're all wore out and oh my gosh, you don't know anything about the Andy Griffith show. Let's take a few minutes here and learn some more stuff about the Andy Griffith show from our friend Randy Turner with this week in Mayberry History. Welcome to this week in Mayberry History, a report by special correspondent Randy Turner of the Gomer and Cooper Pyle Comic Book Literary Guild of the Mayberry Historical Society. In the past two installments, we have seen how Jack Prince developed a successful career as a singer on the nightclub circuit, while also appearing in three Broadway musicals, the last of which starred Andy Griffith. The friendship between the two men led to Jack appearing in half a dozen episodes of The Andy Griffith Show, most frequently as Rafe Hollister. As we discussed, it was Bob Sweeney, the regular director for the first three seasons, who insisted Jack sing on the show while portraying Rafe. While Jack rejected the producer's offer for him to be a continuing recurring character, stating he was not really an actor, he did attribute the success of all his Mayberry appearances to Sweeney. Jack said, Bob spoiled me. He was good. We had a great rapport. I could read his face and he could read mine. And I would never work for a director that I had that much affection for again. 
After Jack's final appearance as Rafe, he fronted the Harry James Band from 1963 to 1964. James was a trumpet-playing leader of a big band that he started in 1939. The band was the first high-profile group to feature Frank Sinatra, perhaps partially because James wanted to change the singer's name to Frankie Satin. Sinatra left the band after seven months to choose to sing with Tommy Dorsey's orchestra instead. James ended the band briefly in 1946, but by 1947 it reformed it, continuing until his death in 1983. All sources that one can consult consistently state that after this, not much is known of Jack's career during the 1970s and 80s. While he did continue to perform sporadically, in fact, Jack developed a problem dealing with alcohol, which frequently derailed his career. But for Mayberry fans, Jack made a triumphant return in September 1991, when he appeared along with many of the other cast members from The Andy Griffith Show on the Nashville Network's program Nashville Now. He appeared as Rafe Hollister in a skit with Hal Smith, better known to us as Otis Campbell. He also showed his voice was still strong by singing a moving rendition of The Lonesome Road, one of the songs Rafe Hollister sang at the Music Hall in Rafe Hollister Sings nearly 30 years earlier. Sadly, Jack passed away just a couple of years later on January the 8th, 1994, at the age of 74, less than a week and a half before his 75th birthday. While Jack had an enormous impact on fans in his handful of appearances, he actually like had other less obviously impact that fans may not be aware of. Andy Griffith was known to choose character names as references related to people he actually knew. Sometimes they were literally a friend's name, and sometimes they were more oblique. The first example I'll list is not as clearly likely as the second, but I think there is at least a possibility it was intentional. In The Darlings Are Coming, we learn Charlene Darling has been pledged to Dud, a man with the unusual last name of Wash. That last name is not unheard of, but it is far from a common name in the United States. It may be coincidence, but it is interesting to note that the character Jack played opposite Andy Griffith in Destry Rides Again was technically named Washington Dimsdale. However, the character was actually called simply Wash throughout the play. The second example seems very likely to be connected to Jack. In the episode, The Cow Thief, special investigator William Upchurch was brought in by the ever-lovable Mayor Stoner to help solve the string of cow thefts. Later in the series, the name appeared again, this time in the form of Farley Upchurch of the Mayberry Gazette. And why would Jack have potentially been the inspiration for the use of the surname Upchurch? Jack Prince's birth name was actually John Trevathian Upchurch Jr. He adopted his mother's maiden surname of Prince to use when he started performing. Had Jack accepted the producer's efforts to have him join the cast, who knows what that might have led to. 
After all, the singer Jim Neighbors eventually starred in his own Mayberry spinoff. But Jack had no regrets. He once said, The reason I left Broadway, I was a singer, not an actor. Unless it was something really simple, or something like The Andy Griffith Show comes along, where you're working with all these talented people like Andy and Don and Bob Sweeney, the ambiance on that show was so great, such pride, everybody on the whole crew, from the writers right down to the lighting men, were proud of the work. And I'm proud to have been even a small part of it. Well, that's it for our in-depth look at the career of Jack Prince. Thanks for listening, and remember to take Andy's advice and go out there and act like somebody. Wow, thank you, Randy. And wow, guys, if you don't want to miss out on any of what Randy's doing around Mayberry, send him an email at turnersgrade at gmail.com, turnersgrade at gmail.com, and he'll make sure you don't miss out on any of the fun stuff. For instance, like his Mayberry, the uh, Andy Griffith Show Ambassador Magazine, which I just got my latest issue today. And uh, you can reach out to him and he'll tell you how you should subscribe to this. So there's no bullet anymore. The e-bullet, the paper version has been gone for a while. But if you want a paper, a little magazine type thing, this is really cool to get. So uh, send Randy a note and do that as well. So uh, we've got, uh, I want to remind you about a few events we've got coming up. We've got uh, in uh, April, the 14th and the 15th, we got Mayberry uh, Lucy Day in Granville, Tennessee. And then Randy, the reason I brought that up is because he's doing the Mayberry Retreats on the back of his book here. It's in uh, Berea, Kentucky, and that might be something you want to do. That's in May the 3rd through the 5th. And uh, then we've got the Mayberry Meetup. And uh, I've got, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's for us here in the podcast, the 11th Annual Mayberry Meetup, and definitely something you might want to be involved in and be a part of. And if you do... There are T-shirts that you can get, and there's other T-shirts as well, but you can head over to, if you go to twochairsnowaiting.com, scroll down the side, you'll see a link there for T-shirts and products and stuff from the podcast. Those are not from Weavers, so I definitely want to encourage you to go to Weavers Department Store and buy things, and I also wouldn't mind if you wanted to buy stuff because it's, well, it's, it's I'm, I don't make these, the other T-shirts. They're made by a company called T Public. Uh, I just designed them or used designs like uh, the uh, Rascal had made for me to be able to do both the Two Chairs No Waiting podcast designs. And then the latest one is called Nippet. It's Mayberry Meetup 11. The Nippet's got Barney on it. Uh, we're meet- that, that weekend is going to be the 21st of July, which is Don Knotts' birthday. So there's a little nod to Don Knotts there uh, for this particular one. And it's the official T-shirt for the uh, for the meetup. So if you want to head over there and check those out, I'd, I'd appreciate it. That'd be great. So, folks, uh, I think that is all I have for us this evening. Uh, definitely we'll put links in the show notes for how to get to the different merchandise that I just talked about and Randy's Ambassador Club information will be in the show notes. So go over to twochairsnowaiting.com and look for episode number 720. And I think that's it. So, folks, it is always a pleasure here just to spend time in Mayberry and visiting with you and telling stories. 
man, that trivia was hard. Don't feel bad. We're going to come through this, and we're going to learn. So next week, we're going to go into the finals of Mayberry Days 2022, and I know you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to be uh, traveling next week, but we will have a live premiere on Monday night. So head over and talk to everybody and visit on Monday night this coming week at live.twochairsnowaiting.com, Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and you will enjoy yourself and get to meet all these wonderful folks. I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call at 888-684-8415 or email me at floyd at imayberry.com. And until next time, have a great week. Good night, everybody. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.